All right, welcome to Peace of Mind Radio. I am Brian Ramsey. That is Eric Douglas. And over here is Chris Vaughn. And no, we don't wear the same thing. I think I say this in every video. You say it every we don't, time, yeah. We don't wear the same thing. We just happen to do two in a row. I have a sweater in my office. I should have grabbed that. I, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I didn't have any. Well, I could have taken this thing Take the off. the sweater but, off. Anyway. anyway. All right, so uh, if you're watching and you watched last week, or if you're watching this week, you watched last week, and you're like, those dudes have on the same thing they had on last week. You're right. Uh, just happens that we shoot them. Uh, we shoot these things back to back. We so, had lunch in between, right? We did have lunch, yeah, because it takes forever for this thing to download. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole. That's that's a that's another podcast. That's right another there. podcast on that. Um, anyway, so we had a break, so we kind of chatted about what we want to talk about, and this is a pretty interesting topic because it comes up occasionally, but it's more important this year, and that is um, the tax filing deadline was extended. Yep. Right, extended to what? Uh, May seventeenth, because. Uh, the 15th falls on a weekend, so they always go to the next Monday. Yeah, and there's a whole different podcast on why they extended it, yeah. because there's all these amendments that they have to do, and anyway, we won't go into all that, but what we thought was pretty relevant was, uh, from time to time, we'll have clients that come in that say, hey, I want to make a contribution to my IRA or to my Roth, and what we wanted to talk about was all the things that you could be doing from January 1 until the tax filing deadline, which can be extended, all the things you can do to make contributions for last year, yep. right? So that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're going to talk about. We're just going to round robin it and talk about, you know, how we position that with clients. What are some of the topics that we talk about uh, with clients? So uh, it, talking about make contributions for this year or for last year and this year. So with that being said, why don't you guys take one and we'll just kind of round robin the whole thing. Well, I mean, the obvious one is, uh, when you're dealing with traditional IRA, Roth IRA yep. contributions, most people are aware you can contribute $6,000 per year if you're under age 50. And if you're 50 or older in that calendar year, then it's $7,000 per year. Now, that's total. That's not 7000 in each one of them. Uh, right. But what's neat about it is you can make that contribution up until the tax filing day of the next year. Uh, and people don't realize that. People don't realize that stay-at-home moms, for example, can also contribute. So the the, the tax deadline issue is always you should you should max out last year before you contribute to this year. And the Why reason would you do that? the reason for that is you know you're limited to six or seven thousand dollars a year. So what happens if you've got some extra money? It's uh, say March, and you've got an extra thousand dollars you can put in, and you have that much <clears throat> gap for last year. You always want to use last year. What happens if you have a windfall in November and you want to max out your IRA for this year with that windfall? If you'd put it in last year, you have that opportunity. If you, if you don't, then you're kind of capped out. And that's why you should always max out the previous year when you can. Eric, let me, I'm going to throw a question at you. It's a curveball. <laughs> I think you got the answer, though. I haven't played baseball in a long time, Brian. Uh, Come on. Oh, that's right. Hey. Baseball yeah. at Bellerman, by the way, right? Yeah, once upon a time. D1 yeah. now. D1. I, I, yeah. I, is that just basketball? Or is no, it's all sports. It's all sports, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's baseball awesome. team's off to a great year. Are they really? I think so, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, at least they're playing. I guess that's what. Yeah. All right, we digress. All right, so <laughs> here's a question. So there is uh, – so if, I, if I'm an individual, okay, so I'm not married, and I make, you know, right around – Let's say 130, 140, and I'm not real sure. Uh, I'm not real sure, you know, whether I can make a Roth contribution. Is that something that kind of plays into this? Hey, wait till after the first of the year, 
you find out how much you're going to make or what your adjusted gross income, modified yep. adjustment gross income, and then make contributions. Well, so that, maybe touch base on that. Well, well, that's the kicker, too. You just said it. What's your modified or what's your adjusted gross income? Um, so if you're making about $130,000, you are you are right there at the limit for a single filer yeah. for what you can contribute uh, per year to a, to a Roth. So if you make anything more than that as a single individual filer, you're not going to be able to contribute directly, I should say. There it is. <laughs> you can always do yeah, something, you know, do the, do the yeah. back doors, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And what's the amount for marrieds? Uh, for married, it, it starts phasing out at 200000 or okay. at 208 They just raised two, it. It's, 200, yeah. it's, yeah, it's 209 yeah. for 2021. It was 208 okay, there you go. You're officially 100% phased out at that point. It starts phasing out at 190-something. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's high, it's high 190s for, for married, finally, jointly, but... Um, but yeah, so you have, uh, whatever your adjusted gross income is after deductions. So you take what your 401k contributions are. Those are all pre-tax obviously. So that's going to reduce your earned income for that year. Plus you're going to have your standard deduction when you do go to file your taxes. So it's whatever your adjusted gross income after all of those deductions to your gross income, that's what they count or that's what they look towards when they're determining your eligibility to make contributions to a Roth. Yeah, that's right. So I have a number of clients that are sort of right on that borderline. Mm -hmm. I have a couple that are individuals, a couple of clients that are uh, married. And so we have to wait until after the year, after the calendar year, reach out to the tax preparer and say, hey, you know, let's do the calculations and see if they're eligible. So, again, another reason uh, why some things that you should look at that if you're right on those thresholds, you're going to have to wait until after the first of the year uh, to make contributions for the previous year. You got to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, okay, so either one of you guys can take this one. Well, I will, I will say yeah. one other thing about that, though. If you're not near one of those thresholds, the best thing you can do, honestly, is just set it up on autopilot throughout the year. If you can build it into your budget, on a, for, into your monthly budget, just to contribute X amount of dollars per month, that's going to be the absolute yeah. best thing for you. So you don't even need to think about these things. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's ideally. We're, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, either one of you guys can take this. So uh, we're all individual business owners, right? Mm-hmm, correct. And... Um, we have a tendency as business owners to wait until the end of the year, right? So we go through the, <laughs> we go, well, it, we there, procrastinate too. No, there are tax reasons you do this. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and we'll go down, I'll go down a rabbit hole if I don't stop myself here yeah. in a second, but, um, but we wait till the end of the year, right? We find yep. out what kind of year we had and then we go meet with our tax repair and they say, okay, you can contribute X to your, uh, retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so that always happens after the first of the year. Now, Mm -hmm. could we be contributing a little bit throughout the year? Yes. But you really don't know how much you can actually contribute until after the year, right? right? Until after the first of the year. So touch base on uh, when when your deadline is to get your your deposit in if you're a business owner. And I can touch base on it if you guys want me to. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you touch base (laughs) on that Well, I'm probably weird in the question. Definitely caught me off guard. Yeah, so... uh, So... If you're contributing to like a SEP IRA, individual 401k, things like that, um, you actually have until your tax extension deadline to make a contribution to your company retirement okay. plan. Now, if you're now there's there's a catch to this, okay? So uh, as a as a business owner, you have if you're individually, I have until September 15th or mm-hmm. yeah September 15th, 15th yeah. to make my contribution. Okay, now for the previous year. For the previous year, yeah. Now, there are some ERISA guidelines that say you have to get a contribution in on a regular basis if it's for someone else. So if you have employees, you got to make those contributions throughout the year, or if you're doing payroll deduction, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 
an individual entrepreneur, uh, solo practitioner, whatever you want to call it, right. single member LLC. That's what we're talking about. So as all of us are single, single member LLCs, all part of one larger entity, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's lots of reasons why we do that. So if you <laughs> want to know and you're like, I thought you guys were all together. <laughs> we are. But there's reasons you do the single, single member LLC. But if that's the way you're set up, you actually have until September 15th to make your contribution. Okay. So, um, so I, I want to plug that in there because it's not April 15th. It's actually September 15th for individuals. Okay, with that being said, um, let's talk a minute about uh, what we talked, what Eric was bringing up a minute ago, and that is, <laughs> so I didn't mean to throw a really big curveball <laughs> yeah, at you, you guys. No. Um, so let's talk about uh, making contributions to an IRA or to a Roth IRA, and you make above the contribution limits, but you're still after January, right? We're still talking about things you can do after January yep. 1, mm-hmm. right? So we're still keeping in that, that theme. Let's say January 1 rolls around. You go, wow, I had a good year last year. I made above the contributions to, to my IRA. Or I made more enough that I can't contribute directly to a Roth. Right. Maybe we should only do one of these because I'm starting to get a little <laughs> All right. So basically, you, basically you make too much money, yeah, you make which too is much a money. good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's tackle it from two perspectives. Number one, you make too much and you have an IRA, existing IRA, but you still want to put money in that Roth. Right. How, what's the only way you can? Well, do that's it? the backdoor Roth. Mm-hmm. So you put the money into your traditional IRA, um, and most people would say, "Well, you would put money in there and then you write it off on your taxes." But in this case, we don't. And most of the people who are have been phased out for the Roth, they've been phased out to deduct the IRA anyway. Right. So you just put it in there, you don't deduct it, and then you convert that. And what most people will do is whatever their contribution was for that year, they will convert a hundred percent of that each year. So you're only really responsible for the taxes on the growth of that during that one year. Once it goes into the Roth, it stays there forever. Yeah. but Well, you until can, you're ready to take it out. Yeah. So, Eric, I'm going to come to you in just a second. But, um, but what you're saying is, and, and how we I probably do 30 of these a year. Yeah. And we all do them at the beginning of the year, um, except for those that we're not sure that are right or borderline, and you got to wait a little bit to get the tax break. Anyway, long story. Um, so what you're saying is that, you have an IRA set up, and you have a Roth IRA. Correct. And I think this happened in George Bush's tax reform, I think. that That's when all this started. The I believe Roth. that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Somebody will probably say I'm wrong, but I think that's when it started. But anyway, what, what you have to do is you have to – what you're saying is you move money from your checking account into your IRA first. Correct. Because there's no, cause no income limits for that. Right. But then you move – from the IRA over to the Roth. Right. That's called conversion. Right. It's a taxable event, but in this particular case, you've never written off the contribution in the first place. So the only thing that you really owe on is you owe income tax on the growth that occurred that year. But if you do it like, well, well how we did, we do mm-hmm. it. We put the money into the IRA, wait a day or two. Bingo. Then it automatically moves into the Roth, and there's no there's no growth or anything. Exactly. Which, yeah. There's unless you unless just have you, one of those banner days. I was going right? to say unless you had a heck of a good day or two. <laughs> well, <laughs> the but market, we typically just but, move yeah. in cash, so cash Sit just cash. sits there. That's and then exactly it moves right. Moves over, and then you invest in all the good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So here's a question, uh, Eric. To you, we run into this occasionally. Client comes in, says, "Hey, 
Hey, that's one of our partners walking in. I just said, hey, I thought it'd be nice. Um, but uh, so client comes in and says, hey, I want to contribute to a Roth. They make too much money. They've rolled money out of their current 401k into an IRA at some point. So now they're stuck with money in an IRA. Traditional, they, traditional, traditional IRA. Traditional IRA. Correct. Yeah. They still want to make a contribution to the Roth. Now they have to move money out of that IRA and what happens? Well, it's, it's, it's a Roth conversion, so you're right. converting money from your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Yep. Now it's fully taxable. It's taxable. On whatever you, you convert. Yep. So this is when we need to do a little bit more advanced calculations in regards to what your total income is, because if we're going to do a Roth, it, it's fine. And for, for most of the time, it's going to make a lot of sense to do Roth conversions, but you want to be careful about how much you convert in any individual year, yep. because... Let's say you are right on the threshold of going into the next tax bracket and you have $100,000 that you want to convert. Well, if you convert the entirety of $100,000 in your traditional IRA to a Roth, that's $100,000 that you have as earned income, ordinary income, that you need to pay taxes on. It's fully yep. taxable. Yep. If that bumps you up into a new tax bracket, you know that, that you're definitely going to be paying more taxes at that right. point. So we need to be cognizant of how much money you're currently making, how much you're going to have in your adjusted gross income, and how much room that's going to determine how much room uh, we have, how much runway we have to do Roth conversions in any individual year. And that's called a filling the bucket strategy. You hear Correct. people talk yeah. about yeah. that. Fill the tax bucket. Yeah, fill the he's tax big, bucket. That's he's, right. I will tell you, he's big on this bucket strategy. <laughs> buckets, man. I'm all about buckets. Yeah. We were doing something the other night, and here he goes with the bucket strategy. Started drawing on the board. Hell, he had me so damn confused. I didn't know what he was drawing. <laughs> but everybody else in the room got they're all shaking their head. Oh, yeah, I get that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Continue on. It's with all buckets. about the buckets. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that, that's the point. So I, I guess the point of all this is after the first of the year, up until April 15th, for the most part, right, there's some things that you should be doing. So right now is a good time. Um, this should come out around mid, the first of mid of April. Uh, now, what's interesting this year, you have until April, or I'm sorry, May 17th, May 17th to do yeah. any of this stuff. So if you're sitting around going, well, I got to, you know, thousand bucks sitting in my checking account. I want to, I want to invest it. Uh, you can open up a Roth IRA and still make that contribution yeah. for last year for 2020. Right. Right. I, I want to add one thing yeah. to this discussion while we're at it. Cause I've, I've had some people come in from time to time that they're contributing to a Roth IRA and their income goes up significantly. And now they don't qualify and they panic a little bit. Wait a minute. I put money into a Roth and now I find out my income was too high and I'm not allowed to. Uh, that's not a panic situation. You can fix that. It's called recharacterization, I believe is the correct yep. word yep. for it. Mm -hmm. But when you're working with your tax professional, they can direct us exactly how much to do that. And it's not a panic thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, yeah, I've had that happen over the years. So. People get a little bent about that one because they, they just don't know what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and that's typically why we like to wait until after the first of the yep. year. Uh, there's lots of strategies around that. You can accumulate cash in other accounts and then after the first of the year make that contribution. Um, so with that being said, uh, anything else you guys want? Any other comments around that? I, 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 will, I'll, I will add one thing around Roth conversions. It's, it's one thing to also be aware of how much money you have in cash to be able to cover the tax liability of yeah. anything that you do convert. So like I said, if we convert $100,000 and let's say you're in the 25% tax bracket, you have a $25,000 tax liability. 
One thing you do not want to do most of the time, this is going to be a general rule of thumb, is you don't want to deduct the taxes from whatever you're converting because you're losing at that point the investment power of the tax deferral, the, the tax deferral and the compounding growth. So we want to make sure you're also sitting on an appropriate amount of cash to be able to cover that tax liability Absolutely. as well. Yeah, so uh, I guess the moral of that story is there are some things that you can do. So sit down with an advisor, come see us and say, hey, I've got a little extra money. I want to know what to do with it. Maybe there's some things you can do for last year you can do uh, even this year. So that's kind of the moral of the story. Um, if you uh, And by the way, Chris wanted us to point out our socks. Yep. So we are kind of a sock group. Well, except for well, Eric. Eric is Eric's really, Eric's not gonna show yeah. you really slacking. There's nothing to show you today. I, yeah. you know, I wasn't planning to be on camera today. So yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we all we really just kind of threw yeah. this together today. But anyway, uh, so as we do these videos uh, and we do our podcast, make sure you check out our socks because uh, we're pretty colorful in that uh, aspect. Uh, Send us in your votes for who you think has the best socks on. We we can have yeah, a little contest on our end. We could, yeah. Uh, mine are pretty. I actually just bought some new ones, so mine are, I think those uh, are pretty good. Mine are fresh. Well, yeah, mine are fresh, and uh, I guess we got to work on your shoelace game, though. What well, you're wearing I, buckles, you can't put in colored shoelaces. Well, that's true. Man. That's true. All right, so here's the thing. Eric's got his feet under this the podcast, table right now. <laughs> they'll stay there for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this podcast comes out every two weeks. Uh, so. Make sure you tune back or check back with us uh, for this particular podcast. It's called uh, Peace of Mind Radio Podcast. We strictly talk about financial information. That's what we do on this podcast. Pretty simple and straightforward. We uh, pick a different topic, talk about that, discuss it, kind of give our thoughts on how we work with clients on it. Um, We also have another podcast called Connecting the Commonwealth, which we're getting ready to shoot here in about 10 minutes. Yep. So we kind of need to wrap this one up. Uh, And you'll see me in the same outfit in that one. You see him in the same outfit in a row um (laughs) anyway no but uh that one's a that one's a really cool one we talk strictly to entrepreneurs and other small business owners in town so it's nothing about us it's all about them and uh we promote their services so if you are a small business owner and you catch it and you go hey i wouldn't mind you guys helping me promote my business or my service or my product or whatever it is make sure you reach out to us uh send us your contact information we're happy to reach out to you as long as it's legal uh we're good that's supposed to be And the funny. B&B one. I know. I'm Don't getting there. To... I said as long as it's legal, and nobody even chuckled at that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we also have a third podcast we do called uh, Bourbon and Burgers or Burgers and Bourbon. We are going to wind up simplifying that to B&B because it's going to be easier to say. But it's a really, really fun one. We review burgers from locally in town and also bourbon. So uh, that comes out every week. So we do a burger one week and a bourbon the next week. So check those out, and uh, I'll let Eric sort of send us off, but uh, that's it for now. Yeah, well, thanks for listening. Make sure you take a moment to obviously listen, but make sure you're also subscribing to our podcast via YouTube or whatever um, you know, whatever platform you're listening to us on currently. Uh, so listen, subscribe, give us a rating if you can on Apple Podcasts, and, and leave a review as well. That greatly uh, enhances our ability to be seen elsewhere. So uh, once again, thanks for your time, and, and thanks for listening. Have a good week. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, Doing Businesses Independent Financial Partners, IFP, IFP Securities, Doing Businesses, IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. 
Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.